Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. First chance of the week coming up to win a thousand euro with Limerick today's ten to one with Clean Ireland recycling. Your qualifier question this morning: Cantaloupe, honeydew, and water are all types of which fruit? Cantaloupe, honeydew, and water are all types of which fruit? WhatsApp or text right now: oh eight six one two three ninety five ninety five with the right answer and your name. One of you will be coming on in the next hour if you answer ten questions correctly in sixty seconds. You will become the seventeenth winner of a thousand euro on our 10 to 1. Now, you heard the Mayor of Limerick, uh, Councillor Daniel Butler there, talking about a couple of things, but I was putting to him uh, the exchange that he had with Stephen Kinsella, uh, well-known academic at the University of Limerick, on the whole issue of the directly elected Mayor and its powers. And uh, Stephen, um, John Moran and others have been very active, including on social media, over the last couple of weeks because they're concerned about what's going on, potentially, with the legislation that will decide what the directly elected mayor can and can't do. And you were asked to vote in a referendum and you will be asked, probably early next year, to decide who you want as the directly elected mayor of Limerick. And Stephen Kinsler is on the line right now. Good morning to you. Morning, Joe. So you, I, I know you were saying actually on social media over the weekend that you've had a huge reaction uh, to what you have been saying and others too on social media. In simple terms, what are your worries? My worries very simply are that... Uh, democratic will of the people of Limerick is going to be put aside, Joe. Um, fundamentally, the, uh, the people decided to uh, vote extraordinarily and very bravely for a directly elected mayor, the only place in Ireland to do so, really innovative thing to do, um, the first major uh, advance in local government reform in 100 years, um, and the powers that were uh, very likely uh, to, to sort of accrue to the person who was eventually elected um, were set out in a, in a report before the election. Um, and the idea would have been that the enabling legislation that uh, gave force to, these, to, to, to the powers of the, the, uh, the mayor would have at some point been reflective of the original report. And sadly, very sadly, um, they don't. So the mayor... In the, in the 2019 implementation report and then uh, to a subsequent 2020 report, um, it, you know, the mayor should have had uh, powers o- over things like um, transport and uh, being able to make their own budget, having, having a pot of money for, for themselves via a, a direct uh, grant. Um, they would have had the pow- powers to meet ministers and so forth. Now the mayor has none of these things. The mayor can't raise their own budgets. The mayor, the mayor can't... Um, uh, there, there's no direct block grant. The mayor has no powers over transport, housing, etc. And the the uh, the analogy, I, I, uh, the example I give is, is a bus lane. If you you, you hire you, you, the reason you have a directly elected mayor at all is so that the uh, the the people have somewhere to go to say this bus lane should be uh, wider or faster, or there should be a bus lane, or there should not be a bus lane. And the mayor is supposed to be empowered locally to be able to make those changes. In our, in the current dispensation, in the current uh, general scheme of the bill, uh, the mayor has no powers to do any of that. The mayor, the mayor can't say, don't put that bus there, or do put that bus there. So the mayor can't actually do anything directly for the people of Limerick, unfortunately. 
Right. And the current mayor has just said to us, and Senator Maria Byrne, uh, who was pushing hard for a yes vote, and that's the way it turned out during the referendum, has also said this is all very early days, that there's you know, no need to panic here and that there'll be many changes before this becomes law. That's true. Um, the, the, and I'm really glad to hear both Senator Byrne and, and Mayor Butler say this. Say, say this. Um, and, you know, the, the reason that people put the general scheme of a bill together is precisely to invite the kind of comment that, uh, you know, uh, uh, people like myself have been, have been putting forward. The, um, the, the, the important point here is that, uh, you know, if you're listening, if, 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 if Limerick people are listening to this um, and, they're, and, and they're worried that their democratic decision is going to be set aside, by simply, simply a bill that refuses to devolve actual power to the people of Limerick. That's the problem. The, the current legislation views the directly elected mayor as a kind of super lobbyist. You know, something like shiny and nice and kind of good to have, but fundamentally no real power. You know, and that's the problem, Joe. And, and the idea that, ah, yeah, look, it'll, it'll come. You know, things will get better. Well, I, I, I of course, accept their bona fide. Um, but uh, I have only two questions. Um, how will it come? And what will it look like when it arrives? Mm. So, and, and these are important points. So, for example, will there be a, a block grant for the directly elected mayor? Will they actually have money to spend? Big, big, big thing. In our system, Joe, the way the, the, the government system works, as you know, is that funding follows policy. Right, so you don't just get a blob of money and then ha- decide what to do with it. There, you 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 institute a policy like there will be more bus lanes, and then you and then people put funding in behind it, and bus lanes are created. So if you don't control the policy, you don't control the funding, right? And where is policy made? It's made in Dublin, for things like uh, things like bus lanes and trains and, and and health and housing. You know, you think about all the problems that Limerick City and County has. You know. Everything from environmental stuff to transport to housing to health, everything that you would expect a directly elected mayor to be to have some purview over, like for example, the one in London, um, uh, or the one in Paris. Like they have, they have, they have genuine, real power and real funding over things that matter to real citizens. And our directly elected mayor will not have those powers unless we decide to kick up a fuss about it. Which is why I'm, I'm. Uh, I'm so exercised about it, Joe. And by the way, so many others are. Um, you know, like 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 it is remarkable. It's in the middle of July. You know, we, we've just after finishing a very big football tournament, as you know. And and uh, I'm I'm really amazed at how people have, have pushed this off. It's probably important as well to to note that, you know, a lot of this was kicked off uh, through the regular Oireachtas bill bill um, bill scrutiny processes. So so you know, the way I found out about this was. Um, the joint Oireachtas committee, um, so so um, T Ryan from the from the chamber and Dr Ona Malley uh, from DCU, who's a Limerick man, and of, and then of course John Moran, uh, really really put um, really put emphasis on this. And it was only after watching their thing and then reading uh, the bill for myself that I realised just what a pup we might get sold. And that's what uh, prompted my concern and sort of kicked off all the tweets. Right. Stay with us, Stephen Kinsler from the University of Limerick. We'll talk a little bit more about this because it is very important and the reality is, and this is the simple truth of the matter, the national media aren't going to be particularly interested in this right now because it is to do with Limerick. 
Call Limerick Today now on 46 I'm chatting to Professor of Economics at the University of Limerick, Stephen Kinsella, because he has been quite vocal on the directly elected mayor and the powers that it may or may not have. Now, Stephen, we had Con Murray, the former chief executive of the council, on the show on Friday. As he said himself, I couldn't say much while all this was going on before, but uh, I can now. Uh, his point is that the people of Limerick have been had with this referendum and that all the things that are happening now in terms of the legislation and the proposals around it should have happened before it was presented in a referendum to Limerick people. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um, you know, the, 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 the ideal situation would have been that you would have seen the enabling legislation before, um, before the vote happened. Uh, and I, I take Khan's point, Khan's wise man. The, the reality, though, is um, and, and, you know, that there is a fair bit of, uh, you know, I told you so-ism uh, uh, happening about this. The reality is whether you voted yes for it, whether you voted no for it, whether you thought the process was imperfect, whether you thought that the um, the, the individuals involved in the campaign uh, weren't, weren't your favorite people, any of that stuff. The reality of the situation is the people of Limerick voted for this thing. Um, the government committed in the program for government to Im- implementing it. And so the only real effective question is, starting from today, what are we going to do to make sure that the enabling legislation gives this directly directly elected mayor as much power to change people's lives for the better as possible? That's really it, you know. I, I, I'm, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not a sort of a we are where we are merchant. Joe, as you know, I'm more than happy to, to criticize imperfect processes when, when they occur. But I'm much more interested now in, in producing something that can actually deliver for people. You know, I really want this to be something where, where when you meet the directly elected mayor, whoever he or she or even they uh, are in the end, um, that, that you can say to them, listen, I really need, I really need a, a, a new bus lane or the housing policy is inappropriate or, you know, we should really think about environmental policy X or Y or Z. And they can actually say, yes, yes, I will work on that instead of going, oh, no, I have to go up to Dublin like everyone else and beg for some scraps in order to make Um, this work. You also were making the point, and I just want you to expand on it, that you're not hearing very much from Limerick councillors about this. Why? Yeah, I was I was a little surprised because what 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 actually came up when I, I sort of I did a, I read the legislation and then I compared the the general scheme of the bill to the 2019 report uh, written by a fantastic report chaired by Tim O'Connor, a really strong report actually, a very detailed thing and uh, I I just compared it said this is what it should have, and this is what it will have and the difference was just night and day you know, um and and then I said okay look you know we should probably. I just wanted to bring people's attention to it. And, you know, there was a, a groundswell of, 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 uh, of support and, and feedback from, from everyone, you know, thanks to everybody who, who did that. Um, but the, uh, the, I, was just qu- I was quite interested that there were, there were kind of two groups that were conspicuously absent. You had lots of, you know, um, you know, you had lots of uh, uh, community groups, um, particularly in the city itself, actually. Uh, you had a lot, lot, of, lot of community groups very very vocal, a, a lot of individuals, a lot of um, uh, rights-based groups um, and getting involved and saying, look, you know, we need to change this. The only two groups I really noticed that weren't there were the business groups. Now, you could argue that, you know, D Ryan, as the, as the uh, CEO of the, of the chamber, you know, like she actually 
uh, sort of letter from the start. And, and you know, now we we have the president of the chamber uh, has has now come out and said, no, no, we, we need to. The chairman, sorry, of the chamber has come out and said, no, we need to change this. Um, so that's been really good. So, um, but what I've noticed is, you know, the the, the councillors really re- really hadn't um, uh, come out on mass. No, no uh, 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 they have since uh, come out and said, no, no, look, you know, it's an imperfect pro- process. We'd like to see it changed. Um, or, or as Mayor Butler did, he said, you know, we actually have a privileged channel with which to feedback on this. Um, so we're going to use that. So, you know, in in mm. fairness, in fairness, while while uh, they they have been relatively silent about it, uh, or at least most of them have been relatively silent about it, um, some people uh, since have come out and said, yeah, they'd like to do do something. Okay. Well, I, certainly in the run up to the referendum, uh, we made absolutely sure that there were voices heard here um, on it, and there's absolutely no way that that isn't going to happen in this respect as well, because Brilliant. I think people need to know. Everybody in Limerick needs to understand when they go to decide who the mayor will actually be, what powers that mayor will ultimately have. It's really important stuff. All right, thank you very much for chatting to us. Uh, Associate Professor of Economics at the University of Limerick, Stephen Kinsley. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.